Tonight we are kicking off a study that will take place over the next several weeks on the armor of God. In uh, thinking and praying and researching, just felt like this is a very important topic for us to understand because um, as we have probably seen, even you don't have to do too much other than turn your TV on, um, we are a nation that is at war. Um, we are not at war physically with um, any other country, but we are in a spiritual war that is taking place on a daily basis right in front of us. And as we were thinking about this and praying about this, I, I just felt like for us as the body of Christ, we want to be as prepared as we can be um, in this warfare. And so tonight we're going to start with an introduction. Um, the, the title of tonight is just simply this, We're at War. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we're going to kind of delve through the first part of Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to begin in verse 10. We're going to begin in verse 10. It says this, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the whole the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. That's where we're going to stop for tonight. Father, I pray in the next few moments that you would just give us your truth, God, that you would give us the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts tonight. God, we just we, we want to understand exactly uh, not only this scripture, but what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now um, through this scripture tonight. God, we open our ears and our hearts and our minds to be attentive to what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, most countries, and this isn't always the case, but most countries go, don't go to war unless they think they can win. Right? You ever, anybody ever play the game Risk? Any Risk players in here, a few of you? Well, Risk is a game where you're trying to conquer the world, right? But in that, there's a strategy to it to where you don't want to spread yourself out too thin because then you're an easy target. And so you want to try to conquer what you think you can conquer. So whenever I'm playing Risk with my family, I want to make sure that if I've got 20 armies, they've got like five. And I want it to be like a, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fairly certain I can do this, Right. The same thought process happens in, I believe, in warfare. No one goes to war unless they know they have the equipment to fight it either. Yet, how many of us as Christians um, across our country are completely, and really around the world, are completely unprepared for spiritual warfare? The fact is that as believers, we have enlisted in a battle against the forces of darkness. When you said yes to Jesus, by default, you said no to the world. 
And so it um, is important for us to recognize the importance of the battle and to also be properly prepared for that battle. Um, you know, I, I know, let me also say this too. I'm not going to be the, the person who looks for a devil behind every bush. I'm not going to be the person who wants to blame the enemy for everything. Sometimes I think we give him too much credit. Um, but also, I, I want us to not just stick our head in the sand either. Um, I think there's a balance, a healthy balance there, because spiritual warfare is important, and it's real. And it's happening all around us. Um, Paul's very clear to the church here in Ephesus that they are engaged in a battle. They are engaged in a spiritual battle, and there's a proper way to prepare for that battle. You can't just ignore it. you got to fight. And so tonight I want us to kind of delve through these first few scriptures um, as we look at that. And, and again, we're going to continue to do so each week as we take a different piece of this armor and, and uh, develop it, if you will. But I want us to start even in, in verse 10. It's, he says this, finally, these are like his, his last words to this church in Ephesus. He says, be strong in the Lord. That is, I want you to understand that that is two important truths about spiritual warfare. The, that word in the Greek, be strong, um, it's a, a passive tense meaning uh, this, be made strong. In other words, there is nothing that you can do in your own physical self to be strong enough to be able to defeat the enemy. You can't pump enough weights. You can't uh, do enough things. And in your own might and in your own power, you will never muster up enough strength to be able to fight this battle. And so this idea here is be made strong. How do we be made strong? Well, it's found in that next verb. It's in that next preposition of the in. In. You have to be made strong in Christ. Um, that it doesn't come by our strength to come by Christ, but it has to be in Christ. Our strength comes not through our own um, volition, but it's found totally in a relationship that is ongoing and thriving in Him. That's where your strength comes. If you find yourself in a place where you're defeated time after time after time after time, I want to challenge you to go all the way back to the beginning and check, am I really walking in close relationship with the Lord, and is he living in me? Am I filling myself with him? Or am I trying to do this on my own power and in my own might? Am I trying to work through this situation that I'm in based on my own abilities? Or am I giving it completely to God and trying to live my life in Him? Um, I just, this idea in our world today, just so that you're aware, evil will flourish if there are no Christians who are walking in the power of the Lord. Evil will flourish. And really, that's the reason. Um, the great tribulation is going to be so terrible. 
is because one day the church is going to be raptured and evil will have its fullest expression. The hope of a society is not in politics. It's not in who you voted for yesterday. The hope in society is not in our education. It's not in our wealth. It's not in our stuff. It's not in our technology. The hope of our society rests with righteous, God-fearing, God-loving people willing to walk in the Lord. Um, there's a quote by Edmund Burke, and he said this, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Good men to do nothing. Much of God's power at work in this world comes through his body, which is the church. That's um, our role. It's, it's a very important role that we take. We must never take it lightly. Paul writes these words. I want you to remember in F, in, when he writes Ephesians, he's writing these words as a prisoner chained to a Roman soldier every day. And yet he talks about the power to fight. Paul was not weak as a chained prisoner, but he had his power in Christ. And so, no matter, and so no matter what the circumstance of life, we have to understand that we have that same power, but it's found in Christ. So what, what's the secret here? I think we have to understand that, uh, as the Scripture says, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Even though the devil is attacking this world, he's attacking um, the church, we have to understand that he fails in the end. The secret to spiritual warfare is not in our strength, but it's in God's mighty power. Have you ever felt like you got a bullseye on you? Have you ever felt that way? Or like, you know, you're in a group of people who wear black shirts and you've got the bright pink one on, right? <laughs> like you're the one who's always seems like to get the focal point of, of everything that goes, if, if uh, the, the old law says if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. And that's kind of the thought process that you kind of have on some things in your life or you have a season like that. You know, I've been in, in certain aspects of, of my life when I felt like I had the pink shirt on been in aspects of my life where I felt like the devil pointed me out and it was just all out, man. Felt like war. It really did. The thing I want us to understand here is this. Usually when you're talking about a battle with the enemy, you're not talking about a physical kind of, you know, sometimes it would just be easier that way, wouldn't it? If he just come and hit you in the jaw and you just be done with it. But the battle doesn't take place that way. The battle takes place in the mind. Because if the devil can win a battle in your mind and he can convince you that God don't care about you, if he can convince you that, see, look at this, you're in this situation like here because of God turned his back on you. If he can get you to be thinking those things and that warfare takes place right here. Every time that I've been attacked by the enemy, the warfare has happened right between my ears. 
God's done with you in ministry. He don't care about you. He's cast you off. God doesn't want you to do this. He don't. Come on. And all of that time, the battle just takes place right here. And sometimes God will use other people to encourage you. But as much as God sometimes uses the other people, I think sometimes that, oh, man, this might be sacrilegious. The devil uses other people too. And sometimes they're sitting next to you in the pew. Because we don't, uh, don't look at your neighbor. Come on now. I'm staying away from that guy. <laughs> Rose just scooted over, I think. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes we as believers, we, don't, we act out of reaction instead of out of love. And we cause hurt and pain. Those are spiritual warfare things that happen in us. How am I going to react when I'm hurt? How am I going to react when somebody doesn't treat me the way I should be treated? How am I going to find my strength in showing myself as, man, you're not going to go with that, and I'm going to stand up for myself and my ground, and I should say something? Or are we going to be like, you know, passage of Scripture that says, forgive as Christ has forgiven you? Sometimes it's hard. I've been wounded at battle before, as I'm sure some of you have. I've been hurt. But can I tell you, God's always faithful. That no matter what you go through, when you go back to finding yourself in Christ and not trying to do this thing on your own, I learned that early on in ministry, man. I forgot that I was wearing the pink shirt in the midst of black shirts in ministry. I found early on in my ministerial life that sometimes, man, it's just an all-out war. But the war never happened in a place where I could physically take it on, at least not for me. It's always been up here, right in the noodle. That's why it's a battlefield. We're going to talk about that as we go in through the spiritual armor, the importance of the mind the helmet of salvation, the importance of taking that control over your mind. But I hope I want us to understand that if we're going to wage war, if we're going to survive a spiritual battle, if we're going to do those things, we have to understand and fully be living in verse 10. Being strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Not my own. I have no power of myself. It's only found in him. Let's check out verse 11. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Um, No soldier would ever wage war improperly attired. Um, We're not going to send our troops into battle without giving them proper equipment and without proper clothing. Paul encourages the believers here to put on the full armor. Not just part of it. All of it. Put on the full armor of God. Um, 
a lot of Christians struggle with this idea of spiritual warfare because they're going out partially equipped. They're not going on with the full armor of God. That's why we're going to explore the meaning of each piece of this equipment um, in the next several weeks and, and talk about why it's important for us to wear these things um, in a spiritual sense to be victorious in the battle that's in front of us. Um, a fully decked out Roman soldier, and it was an awesome sight to see. They would be, just by the overall appearance of a Roman soldier back in those days, would put fear into an enemy. Um, Full armor meant that that soldier was nearly invincible in battle when they had their full armor on. Um, You know, the idea that (laughs) a, a Roman soldier, and this is very much very real in Ephesians when Paul's writing this church because they're under Roman control. And actually at that time, the Romans are kind of putting their thumb down a little bit and trying to exert even more control over believers. And so he's saying, listen, you know how powerful, when you see a Roman soldier, it just automatically just makes you want to... He says that same full armor of Christ is found in you, and the enemy will do the same thing that you do to them as your physical reaction is to that Roman soldier, is what your enemy will do to you whenever you put on the full armor of God. Powerful thought. Um, No soldier would go out without part of that armor. I mean, you're not going to show up to battle with just your head covered, right? I'm here. What are you going to do, man? (laughs) You're an open target. You're not going to just show up with your shield, right? I mean, that might help you a little bit more than just your head, but it's still, you're an open target. That's why it was important to put the full armor on. Um, Only Christ can equip you to fight. There's nothing else in the world that will make a person successful against the devil. Um, You can't trust in anything else. And if you do, you'll be doomed to failure. D.L. Moody said this. It was, I thought it was humorous. If a man is stealing nuts and bolts from a railway... Let me back that up just a minute. If a man is stealing nuts and bolts from a railway track, and in order to change him, you send him to college, at the end of his education, he will steal the whole railway track. He'll steal it all. Not just the nuts and bolts. Because you didn't change the person. It says this. Put on, the term put on here means to, it implies responsibility on our part. In other words, I can't just magically appear one day and say, here it is, right? It's a physical of, it's not necessarily a physical putting on armor because most of you don't have a suit of armor at home. And if you walked around our area with a suit of armor on, you'd look a little silly, I'm not going to lie to you. You would. And I'd probably take pictures, and it'd be on our church Facebook page, and it'd be um, out there. But the spiritual connotation of this is true. If every day we aren't putting on that armor, if I'm not putting on that breastplate of righteousness, then I'm not trying to guard my heart and live right. If I'm not securing my salvation, if I don't have my feet with peace, if the things of this armor are not in play, I leave myself vulnerable. We have to understand that 
the scheme, the person that we're fighting as, as we continue on in this thought. It's not, we don't fight against flesh and blood. That's not our struggle. Um, we're, in a, we're not in a, a physical war. We're in a spiritual one. We've talked about that a little bit. That's why we have to understand that our, our weapons and our armor aren't natural in nature. They're supernatural in nature. Um, and I think for some people, that's a hard concept for us to grasp. Let me ask you this question. Would it be easier for you if you had a physical, spiritual armor that you could put on every day other than a spiritual one that you have to really put effort and focus into? Because if it's physical, I don't have to put much focus. I don't know about you. As long as the colors match, I'm good in the morning, right? Kind of halfway decent. And if I don't get it right, my wife's there to help me. She can just, whoop, here you go, right? But, and that's, I don't give much thought or energy or effort to that. But when it's something I can't see, and it's something that has to be done, just as more important than what I choose to put on. I think sometimes we would like it to be so easy for us. That's where I'm getting at here. That we would like the easy way out, and we would like it to be an easy effort, and we'd like it to be just, ooh, hey. Yep, I'm ready. Let's go. Right? Because that would be easy. Other than the effort part of it, which is spiritual, which is spending the time in his word, spending the time in prayer, taking the moments to, to get after God and to do those things that he's asked us to do, to do things right, to learn what God says is right, to do, takes effort. And to put on the full armor of God in a spiritual sense is going to take you effort. It's not going to just, poof, be right in front of you like if you're closed in the morning. The idea here, again, is that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Can I just tell you this? You will not beat the devil using the things of this world to try to beat him. <laughs> you will not beat him using the things of this world. You're not going to win a spiritual war with politics or higher education. It takes spiritual things to fight spiritual battles. Um, if you think for a minute <clears throat> that everything around you is peaceful, I can tell you there's a battle waging right now. There's a battle waging for Guernsey County. There's a battle raging for this church, for your home. There's a battle raging. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm not saying that to say that, that oh man, when I go home, I'm going to have to look right around every couch for the devil. Yeah, I'm not saying that to say that. All I'm saying is God gives you peace, and peace is only found in him. And so if you're living your life and you're not doing these things, if we're not putting our hope in him and trusting in him and we're trying to fight, um, and, and I see this a lot, not just with Believers who are kind of on the, I'll call them fringe believers, they kind of believe, but they're not really living it, um, to even the people in the world, they're trying to fight their battles out of their own mind and their own efforts, and they find themselves in a pattern. Have you ever seen that happen? It's like a circular pattern. They never completely get out of it. Um, you see that with people who are addicted. 
to things. They try their best to get out of it on their own, the best self-help, the best stuff. And, and man, I can, I can beat this on my own. I can do this. And what happens typically? They find themselves right back into the pattern. There may be some times where it gets better, but then eventually, usually they come right back around full circle. Why? Because the devil has you in this thing. And until you understand that it's not just a physical battle that's, that's creating your addiction, but it's a spiritual one, you can't fight Spiritual battles with physical stuff. And um, so anyway, uh, that thought process. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We have to understand that he is our enemy. Um, It's not um, the people that we come in contact with. Our our idea of, of putting on this armor to fight is not so that we can fight against people. It's so that we can understand Um, that we are fighting against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. It's a spiritual thing. Notice in verse 13, Paul says this. He concludes this this thought process with this. He says, therefore. Anytime you uh, see uh, that in Scripture, um, I had a college professor, um, Bible college professor, he said, when there's a therefore, you got to see what the there's for. Um, and he says, therefore, since we have understand that we need to be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, we need to pull on the full armor of God. We need to take a stand against the enemy. We need to understand that that's who we're fighting. And since we understand that, therefore, put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Um, notice he, he doesn't say that um, if the day of evil comes, it's when the day of evil comes. Um, you will have spiritual battles. Um, put on the full or the whole armor of God. There's that thought process again. And I love this. We're going to conclude with this, this thought right here. Um, when you may so that you may be able to stand your ground. Stand your ground. And when you've done everything you know to do to stand, stand. Stand firm. I love that thought because it means this. Who wins the battle? Last man standing. Right? Last man standing wins the battle. When you know... Everything you've known to do to stand, stand firm. Stand your ground. Don't run ahead of God. You know, the, the cool thing about this concept is God doesn't ask you. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to withstand the forces of darkness so that you can do, um, so that you can um, take your stand against the devil and his schemes are are. It's not against flesh and blood. Anywhere in that passage of Scripture do you see anywhere that we have read so far where he says, charge. Anywhere. Pick up your sword and run, baby. Nowhere in there, does it? You know why? Because that would contradict everything else that's said in here. Passages of Scripture that say this, the victory is mine when the battle is the Lord's. And so my job isn't necessarily to charge into the battle and 
My job's to stand, to follow the commander, to do what he tells me. What's he telling me? To act justly, to walk upright, to fear God, walk humbly before my God. Those are the things he tells me, to obey, to live. So when you've done everything you know to do to stand, man, just stand firm. Knowing that God fights battles. It's a spiritual battle. And if it's a spiritual battle and you can't win it on your own power anyway, who needs to fight the battle for you? God does. Our job is to stand. Our job is to, to, to be the person he's called me to be. To not look at the peripherals, not look at success the way that we think we should see success by charging and... No, my job's to stand. My job's to be faithful, to put on that armor every day, to take my stand against the devil and his schemes. There's no partial commitment in spiritual warfare. There's no partial commitment in this walk with Jesus. It's an all-in preposition. Proposition. Preposition is what we use in a sentence. It's a proposition. Sorry. It's an all-in thing. And if we don't go all-in, you leave yourself vulnerable. Um, So with that thought, as we move forward in this study, the idea that we're at war, yes, we are. And so we're going to try to help us to understand that armor, why it's important, what it does, the steps that we take with it, so that you can do what? Stand. Stand. Heavenly Father, tonight we thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for um, the power that you, that's in us. I think many of us today... We don't understand how great you are in us because there's too much of us that gets in the way sometimes. So God, tonight I pray that you would, as, as Paul prayed and as Paul talked in, in Scripture that he died daily, I pray, God, that you would help us to do that. Because only when we die to ourselves, and, and Lord, only whenever we do the things that you've asked us to do, and we, we come into this idea that, yeah, the devil wants us. The, your word says that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. And we understand that that is part of his MO. That's his, his um, reason for being, if you will, right now. But God, I also know that you said that you've come to give life. You've come to give life more abundantly. I've looked throughout Scripture, and from Genesis to Revelation, there is one resulting fact that I find that's true. It's that, God, you win. And when you fight my battle, when, you, when we are faithful, when a man or woman of God was faithful, and they did walk in obedience, and they stood their ground, God, you always came through. But Lord, when they tried to do things on their own, that's when the enemy overtook them. So God, I pray, help us. Help us to learn from the Scripture. Help us to learn from your Word as we walk through this path this, in these next weeks ahead. 
We want to be spiritually strong so that we can stand our ground. We thank you, Lord, tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.